Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus all right, Brian, it is now time for what I know is your favorite part of the show. My, I love fa- this. my favorite part of the show, too, because no. they, they come up. Honestly, you guys are such great uh, segment creators. You right. give us a lot of stuff that we can talk about. So I, I absolutely appreciate these questions that you guys kick in. So uh, we got a lot of them. Again, so many that I've got to stash away some for the future for, for a week when I know yeah. we're, we're a little slower. But uh, we got a lot of questions this week. First one from uh, Paul at TTUB Paul. He says, any news on Tyron Smith health-wise? Do we expect him to start or let the rookie take a swing at it? So, if he's healthy, he's starting. Right. Here's the only concern I have, and this is not something that I know for sure. In fact, I need to ask some people about it, I guess, is that the fact that we saw Tyler Smith taking so few reps at guard yeah, and that he was aggressively splitting snaps, even when Tyron was back in there, right. Tyler Smith was getting a lot of first-team reps. It made me wonder if that back issue that flared up and caused him to miss a practice, I wonder if that was lingering. I think they're in a situation right now with, with Tyron Smith that we might not see him practice a whole heck of a lot in Oxnard. You know, it might be like veteran day, you know, they, they're just, you just never know with Tyron Smith. He could literally go and wake up in a, you know, an Oxnard and the bed be bad yeah. and his back is bad. Yeah. And then he's out for, you know, then they're keeping him out for, you know, a whole week or something like that. I can just see him once again getting babied through, you know, through camp and then hoping for the best. I mean, where Tyron Smith has had the most problems is when people fall down around his legs and then he yeah. gets knee problems and stuff like that because guys get driven into the back of his legs and he gets rolled up on and stuff like that. So, yeah, I man, those are the things I always worry about, but I, I could see them kind of babying him along and making sure of this. 
Uh, Colin Brennan here at sports underscore Colin. And, and we kind of did a little bit of this. It, it wasn't so much trying to be optimistic. It was just more, what are we overselling or underselling? But he says a lot of pessimism, rightfully so heading into the Cowboys training camp. Vibes are not good. Let's brighten this up. What are the three biggest reasons for optimism this team this year? And his picks are Dak is fully healthy. Diggs, Parsons, and Quinn in year two, and then Tyler Smith's ceiling. I think those are are great reasons to be excited. Um, I think that, look, if you're looking for some reasons for optimism, if we're just looking for three, I think the biggest one to me is Dak is healed up. Now, like you point out, there's going to be some questions about, okay, where where is he at in terms of, you know, between the ears? Dak is not a dumb guy. No, no, no. No, but he works hard, and he has to work hard because, again, he's – you know, but this is year seven, you know, and, and you, you got to get to a point in time where, you know, things you start to see things and you trust things and you let it go right. and stuff like that. And I can understand injured Dak Prescott nervous about do I need to run? Do I need to get out of here? Do I need to move? I can get that. You know, I, I kind of expect it's like it's like the guys that have the Achilles injuries. It's not the after the first year. It's the second year. Yep. So I think that Dak Prescott. But again, mentally, we just need Dak Prescott to be, you know, top shelf here. We need him like, you know, OK, you're trying to fool me here. You're trying to do this to me. You're trying to, you know, the, the great ones have that ability to just bang, bang, bang. They make the decisions. They know where they're going to go with the ball and then they let it fly. And there's no hesitation. Dak physically will be fine. Mentally, if he's as good mentally as he looks physically, he can he can they're gonna win a lot of football games this year. Yeah, I, I'd say if you need some reasons for optimism, you still have the best quarterback in the NFC East. That that's a that's big true. plus right there. Um, I think that another big thing is these last couple drafts we've shown we've seen what the scouting department's been able to do, even when other people maybe had doubts about yeah. the players that they picked. So I think you should be really excited about these guys that the scouting staff is really excited about. So they they are excited about Jalen Tolbert. They're excited about Tyler Smith. So regardless of, of some of the criticism you may see out there, just know that the guys who you've put your trust in the last couple of years to bring you Micah Parsons like they did, bring you, you know, Trayvon Diggs and, and show you these guys that you you should be excited that they're so excited about some of the value they got on these guys. No, absolutely. And, you know, and I don't think it's just all, you know, pessimism. I, I really don't. And, but I, I think that to me, there's questions, you know, you're yeah. Philadelphia got better, you know, they're still bad at quarterback, I think, you know, but their roster got better. The Giants sure. got a better general manager. They got a better head coach. They've got a real offensive coordinator. Yep. You know, could this be the thing that unlocks Daniel Jones or is it just a complete bust? You know, their roster got better. You know, the Giants roster got better, you know, in the draft. You know, think about what the commanders, the commanders were just a, you know, they, they were awful on third down defense to start the year. And when they were bad on defense, it cost them. But I think that I don't think that I don't think that's going to be a problem this year. I just think it's going to be more competitive in the division and there can't I don't see anybody going, you know, winning this thing by three or four games. But you know, if you're not if you're not in lockstep with some of these other teams when it comes to your players, then you're then you're could be in some trouble with the season. And that's why I think you have it's our job to talk about the questions yeah. of the guard, the tackle, the wide receivers, you know, uh Kelvin Joseph. That's our job. Because oh, yeah. those are those are concerns. Those are legitimate concerns yeah, that they what, talk about what, over you, there. They talk about the same thing in meetings. Trust me, I've been in these meetings. Sure. When you think you look at all the tags on the board, you're going, "Man, we're we got to give this thing ten days. If we give it ten days, will we be better here? Will we be better here? Will we be better here?" 
You know, that's that's how front office guys and gals approach looking at their team. Yeah. Will McClay and this group, after 10 practices, will be able to say, we're not very good here, and we need to get better there. Which, uh, like, like Or the, we're really good here, and we just need to keep going that direction. Yeah, yeah, and I, as, like Their I said, defense got better. Yeah. Their defense got better because of their coaching staff and the guys that they brought in. Yeah, the pro, the pro scouting department had a great year last year. Yeah. Um, and, and it helped that you had, I think, the teacher that you did in Dan Quinn. Like I said, Colin was, it was clear. I said, the, the pessimism that's out there is rightfully so yeah in a lot no of he's not, he's not so, wrong yeah so yeah I, I think that that's a a fair thing uh brian this is something i know you've talked about before but i know people are always asking us about it we talked about the veterans last segment and like i said hopefully in the next couple weeks we'll be able to touch on some other positions uh but somebody asking i've seen the cowboys had uh i've seen the cowboys still had interest in anthony Barr. what's the chances he's signed sooner at, at all i know you've said that, that might be a little too steep money wise. Yeah, I, I think to me when I was talking to some of the cap guys over there off coming off the field one day, I said, "Hey, what's the situation with some of these big time free agent guys?" And they were basically to a man were like saying, "These some of these guys want too much money, you know." Yeah. But what you have is guys like an Anthony Barr. You know, does Anthony Barr wait till training camp's over with, and then go? And you know, a lot of these veterans don't want to go to training camp. They don't yeah, want they yeah. don't want to put themselves through that. So, you know, there's talk about Anthony Barr going back to Minnesota. But yeah, if you know Anthony Barr's wanting eleven, twelve million dollars on a one year deal, I don't know if the Cowboys will necessarily do that. Yeah, and we, I mean we've talked about the importance of sponsors. Would George Edwards be willing to be that? I think sponsor, so, yeah. Perhaps. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think every I think people would love to have Anthony Barr, but the, but do you want Anthony Barr for eleven or twelve million dollars, which he's asking for? And the cap guys are and it I don't think it's being cheap. They're saying, Hey, listen, this guy's out here looking for a job. But you know, he, you know, he he he'll probably go back, he'll probably give Minnesota a hometown discount, and everybody else will try and work. Uh, next question here from uh, Luis Moreno. He asks, who is your dark horse candidate at wide receiver to push for a roster spot that is maybe on the outside looking in right now? Thank you. Uh, so I would guess that the we're not talking about somebody who may be on the bubble who's been here like Fajoko or Noah Brown, but I think they'll be in contention for a spot. So let me run through some of the receiver names for you real quick, Brian. You tell me if anybody stands out because I think there's one, maybe two. Uh, Dontario Drummond. Ty Freifogel, Dennis Houston, uh, Jaquirel Robinson. I still have not heard that young man's name. I apologize. Yeah. Brandon Smith and TJ Vasher. Do any of those guys stand out to you as a guy who has it a It seems like that Houston got a ton of work on those practices that we watched. Yep. So something obviously there uh, from that young man. And, you know, I mean, his history and stuff like that, he's a rookie from Western Illinois, you know, uh, uh, you know, it, it was an undrafted free agent in this past draft and stuff like that. You know, he's got the size 6'1", 198. I, I mean, I I kind of like what I saw with him moving around a little bit. Vasher's the one that everybody seems to like have a have an eye on that, you know, that maybe that he could be the guy that steps up because traditionally they've had guys free agents that have been able or undrafted guys. I know he's a one-year guy out of tech. He was a undrafted free agent in 2021. But, you know, I mean, these guys, if you're going to make this team, if you're going to make this team as an undrafted guy, yep. you're going to have to be at every practice and you're going to have to find ways to show up. And I mean, availability means that they can count on you, you know. But if you're a guy that has like three good practices and then all of a sudden you get hurt, and then you're out of sight, out of mind, you lose that momentum, 
like they they want they want to be able to talk about guys that are there every single day. So it's important for those wide receivers to kind of fight through any type of pain or discomfort that they have from the amount of running they do. It's tough to make a team as a as a wide receiver yeah. when you're a free agent because you know there's so many there's things stacked against you you know on, along the way. But you got to be available to make the team. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, and I would say that one of, one of the reasons why Vasher, not only just because, you know, Mike McCarthy's talked about him and he's yeah. gotten a lot of reps as the first team. One of the things I'd say is I was listening to an interview when we were talking about Chris Moore and Chris Conley last segment. I was listening to an interview that uh, Robert Prince had done with uh, the Houston Texans website in June of last year. And they were obviously trying to get to know him and, and some stuff like that. And he said something that really stuck out to me because I had heard he likes bigger receivers. He six, doesn't like six, smaller two, guys. Ten. He's six six two ten, And he said something about talking about play styles. He said, you know, when you're a smaller guy, you need to be a better route runner right. because you need to be able to to get that separation. He said, right. when you're a bigger guy, you're kind of in theory always open. If you're bigger than some of these other guys that are covering you, you've always got a shot. And that really stuck out to me when I started thinking well, about Vasher being yeah. as big as he is. Well, that's what I'm saying because when you defend guys, it's all those, remember all those six, seven tight ends, Bobby, that we were watching in uh, in the draft? Yeah. They were what were they doing? They were, tower- they were towering over defenders. And it's like these defenders were hitting them on the wrists and things like that. But they were able to extend and not and, and you couldn't get near the ball. Right. Six six guys aren't supposed to be great route runners. Too long, too leggy, you know, not quick enough initially and stuff. But but where like what Coach Prince is talking about is you could separate yourself when the ball goes in the air because you can extend and the defender can only extend so far to get you. Yeah, I think that that's a, a big point. But that just really stuck out to me, especially when we're talking about this conversation about Vasher. Just like, okay, that might make some sense as to why they seem to have an affinity for him. Uh, two more questions here. Uh, first, John Nelson asks, uh, he says, questions for hashtag love of the star. I, I like that you're using that hashtag there, John. Uh, which rookie UDFA or unheralded free agent uh, do you think we should keep an eye on during camp? I think we've all talked about a lot of the rookies that have been drafted. I will say, even though... He had a rough final practice. I know they're really excited about Matt Willetsko. Yeah. And they think he's got a future to he hang did, around he this did league. Have, yeah, he had a bad practice the day he we did, watched him. He had a couple decent practices, though, during OTAs, he sure I did. thought. He so, sure did. So, outside that, when I think you're looking at some of the undrafted free agents, I do want to throw – I got four names for you, Brian, and I want to see if any of them stood out to you. Go. Uh, the first one, obviously, Marquise Bell. I think that's the undrafted free agent we've heard a lot about. Yes, we have. And, and, and the, you know, the talk about him was transfer right. Maryland, Maryland to, I, yeah, to I think Florida he, A&M, right? I think it, was a, it may have been a transfer. I think he got kicked out of the program at Did he get kicked out? Yeah. Okay, well, he, he left to go to one to the other. But, yeah, I mean, you're talking about the guy at 6'2", 212 pounds, you know, and, and that's, you know, again, ideal size for a safety. They've done a pretty right. good job of bringing guys in. And and working him in that safety role. Let's see if he plays, be able to play that down role that uh, that 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 Dan Quinn likes. Yeah, absolutely. Peyton Hendershot, the tight end, 
it might be too full of group this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if that turns into the, like the next Blake Jarwin experiment where they're holding on to him at the practice squad yeah. and eventually are kind of grooming him around and he sticks around. But Hendershot's a guy that I think they're impressed with. They like him a lot, and I, but I haven't seen it yet. You know, and we'll see. I, I haven't. I mean, I, I kind of. I thought during rookie minicamp, during OTAs and minicamp, I didn't see. It, but I thought during rookie minicamp, he looked like he moved bit better. Well. Yeah, so I, that I, I saw it there. But that was against obviously, yeah, other rookies. Uh, one of the names here, a guy who's uh, been up at the station, been on the air a couple times with uh, uh, Zach Bolchuk and Eric Chiafalo, Aaron Hansford, and that one just stands out to me mainly because I know he's a high character, high leadership guy. Uh, you know, he's very close to Babe Loffenberg because Aaron was really close with Luke, uh, right. Luke Loffenberg, his son. Um, and you know, he'll play special teams. He's a do anything type of guy and linebackers just always so predictable to me. And that's somebody that I know Dan Quinn has been impressed with, uh, at times during these practices. And so Aaron Hansford at linebacker, I think is another one to remember. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. You know, and the one I want to mention is, is, is Devin Harper. And you start to talk about rookies and stuff like that. Yes. Because to me, I watched Devin Harper and he's six foot, he's 234 pounds, and when he was, when he, you talk about a guy that can cover some ground, like the ball was going to the outside and I'm like, he's running he and he's, as fast. he's running faster. I mean, he's beating others to the ball. It's, you poor, know, it's poor man's Micah Parsons. I, yeah, watching I think him. so. I, I do. And again, that's a, that's high praise. Just but, the athleticism, yeah, of course. But that's a six round uh, rookie, but the dude can run and I guarantee you he's going to find ways to finish you know, with the way that he plays because he can get to the ball in a hurry. Keep an eye on him. One one more quick name I've got, just because I think if Rico Dowdle does not get healthy and can't compete for the third running back job, they like Malik Davis, the running it's back It's amazing Florida. because Malik Davis, when you watch him, he had really no production other than catching the ball and blitz pickup at Florida. He mm-hmm. was, the other running backs at Florida, maybe not as, the other running backs maybe more talented, but this guy's got some serious toughness to him. It's Very like, well rounded. There's going to be some second halves of preseason games I'll be doing with Brad Sham this year, and we'll be talking about him maybe picking him somebody up so the ball can get out down the field. Dowdle, if he's healthy, I think that's an interesting Dowdle race is, to watch. Yeah, they like Dowdle a lot. I, I think Dowdle yeah. Davis will be an interesting one. All right, final question here uh, from Coach Mike B23. Uh, does Brian have a story or two regarding former scouting director Larry Lacewell, who passed away a few months ago, yeah. and can he talk about his impact on the organization? Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm very grateful, and thank you very much for that question. Larry was uh, the reason I came to the Dallas Cowboys. I was in Jacksonville. He reached out. Uh, there was an opportunity in the pro personnel department. Larry Lacewell brought me here, so I'm always grateful for what he did for me in that regard. Lace was the absolute best. Lace's door was always open. He was always you know and it was so funny when Sean Payton was you know they were talking to him about the Raider job and like you know and all of a sudden then Jerry brought Sean in and and told Sean he goes well hey I'm gonna pay you more well then it's so funny because when when Parcells assistants found you know those guys found out that Sean was gonna get paid more money they had nowhere to go to complain. They weren't going to go to Parcells. And so every, all these coaches are coming into Lacewell's office, <laughs> and he's sitting down and, like, close the door, you know, and talking to him. But Larry, Larry always had a really, you know, he, 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 he took a bad rap on some of the drafts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There were some crazy things that we did. But I think it, it, the one thing that even as, as an older gentleman, Lace learned along the way. I, I, I learned, you know, with draft boards in Green Bay – we had 100, 
50 names on a board, lacing them in the Dallas draft. I mean, 300-something names, all this clutter and stuff like that. Lace is like, how do you draft? How do you draft with 140 names? You don't have enough names. And I go, trust me, you'll have five, six names left over. Lace started to incorporate things like that. And then when Parcells came in, he really fought Parcells on on Terrence Newman. He fought him on DeMarcus Ware. He fought him on defense. For those players. He fought for those players. You know, and, and that's the thing about Lace that was so great. He was, you know, he's really a great friend with Jerry Jones, but he was a great boss and will I, I, I miss him and when I think about him all the time. An absolute legend and somebody left a real big impact on the organization. Sure did. Uh, yeah, if you, if you didn't know about Larry Lace, well, you should uh, do a little bit of research on him. He, he had a major impact on this organization. Uh, Brian, uh, the time's up again. It always goes too fast. It goes fast. Uh, it but, sure does. But again, you guys can uh, follow Brian on Twitter at Brian Broaddus. You can follow me on Twitter at Bobby Belt TX. Uh, we will talk to you again next Tuesday.